Can, can you imagine like waking up in the middle of the night because like Batman and Catwoman are having <laughs> sex on your roof? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go up there and tell them to cut it out. This is like the third time this week. <laughs> Just like, what are y'all up there doing? Like, go save somebody. Like, this is not what you should be doing right now. <laughs> relaunch yes yes what's up everybody this is lz and we are here how are you today lz i'm doing all right you know um i didn't pranced my way into the 30 club now i know <laughs> how was that it was great you know i uh it is very much locked down here in la so there wasn't much too yeah. much that i could do but i was able to go out to uh, malibu and watch the sunset and just relax, think of reflect on like the past year and like kind of like what I want to do next. So okay. that was nice. That's a good, that's a really good one. You know, sometimes it's nice to have them just low key, simple. It's the best. Yeah. And there were, um, my birthday this year was a new comic book day. So that was oh, that's exciting. exciting. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's go ahead and get right into it then with these new comic books. So, um, so let's talk about a book that I, unfortunately did not read but i know that you did okay x factor number five i know that was like a really big issue a lot of stuff was happening i saw it on twitter about this one yeah so um x factor number five came out and it is the chapter like post x of sword so everything is kind of cooled off and in when I view the book in that way, then it's a little bit better <laughs> for me. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but all in all, I did not really like the issue. I think I think I just have to accept that maybe X Factor just is not for me. Really? Um, yeah. It's Polaris in it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would think that's enough. That's clearly been enough for me to like keep sticking with the book. But I. Yeah. It's not really going anywhere. There isn't really much of a story here. They, um, this was like a big, hey, everyone, the new X-Men are all alive again. And Mm -hmm. as much as I like them, those characters are a lot of fun. I would prefer to have gotten that along with some kind of narrative and some kind of story. It really came across like, Leia was just writing cute moments about her favorite characters. So Emma Frost has a moment of, you know, laying her heart out there and telling, reminding us again that she is here for the kids, which we know that already. <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> like it, it kind of felt like a rehash of stuff that we already really know. And for a book that is about to be a that's supposed to be about like the mystery of mutant deaths and everything, yeah. there isn't really much of a mystery or like a finesse with the the dialogue there. It's just a bunch of cute cameos. Okay. Um, I did see the pages of the new X-Men reunion on Twitter. Um, shout out to X-Twitter for never being able to hold on to panels on the comic book day. <laughs> Yo, people get excited. <laughs> they get excited. I love it, you know. Uh, so I saw that, which I thought was a nice moment. I was a new X-Men fan. So kind of seeing oh, that full circle moment of them coming back and welcoming each other. I was a little annoyed because I saw one of the pages and it said they were hosting an impromptu prom. Why are these kids, kids still in prom? Stop it. <laughs> I know. See, I, think, <laughs> I feel like the problem with the 
new X-Men is that they are such like beloved characters and I think they have a, a great yeah. following, but they won't ever let them leave that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they won't ever let them leave where they were and let them like kind of grow and become integrated in all of this. And it's like, They're I still like it. kids um, in high school and like kicking yeah. at prom. And it's like, I get it. You know, those teen characters are always going to have a hard, especially at Marvel, they're going to have a really difficult time kind of breaking through and getting to that next spot. But, and I get, again, calling it prom was just really to encompass all the student body, whatever, whatever. But, you know, if they were, some of those kids were on the team with Laura. If Wolverine is not at prom, then... (laughs) They shouldn't exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if Wolverine is able to, like, you know, be a part of the clicks, like, they should be able to do it too. Um, um but that was nice. Love- well, even though you say you don't think this was really great, as you know, the mutant detective death aspect, Leah's writing, do you think she did a good enough job with the new X Men? Uh, you know, I would let leave that up to new X-Men fans to say. I feel like from from my perspective as a new X-Men fan, I will say, yes, there were a few things in there that I appreciated that she did from, okay. you know, my own bias. I'm a wind dancer fan. So seeing her Dang. finally, you know, <laughs> be resurrected was nice. Um, I was also under the impression that Hellion got his hands back and Hellion is like top 10 for me at Marvel. Yeah, I know you've always said you've never been a fan of the robot hands. I do not like the robot hands. But I love and the at, robot at this hands. point, everybody does with me. i promise everybody does but me um and i was under the impression that he got them back but i think it's been recently confirmed that they were like prosthetic gloves or something that so he still has the the nubs on his okay on his hands and the robot arms i'm okay with that oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean like the the new x-man got to be like heavily involved in the issue and like made a bunch of cameos but yeah. I feel like again, it's more fan service than actually giving them something to kind of push them forward. You know? Okay. I can Elixir uh, Elixir is a part of the five. He's like doing bigger right. things. There's a way to integrate all these new X-Men into if you don't want to give them their own book, you mm-hmm. know, which I think they should and have like the Bishop War College thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't want to give them their own book, there's a way to integrate them into other books where they actually have some weight and it's just yeah. not fan servicey cute moments or whatever to get people hype on Twitter. I feel okay. like there's there's more you can do here. I feel like I agree with that. I do agree that they should be integrated into new books. I feel like that this was kind of a great entryway into that. Now it's kind of now we've kind of seen like okay, the kids are together, they're happy, they're alive again. Now we can take them to a spot Put them on other teams, kind of move them forward, take them to the next level and keep them growing. Exactly. I think maybe this will be like a launching pad for them. You know, maybe they've now that they're in a book and people get to see them more, they yeah. can start to be picked up and taken to other places. Um, but yeah, I'm, like I said, the, this this book, I don't think is necessarily for me. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. for other people, but um Okay. It ain't me. It ain't me, child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the other X book of the week was Hellions number seven. Did you get this? Now this is for me, child. <laughs> <laughs> now this one's this one's for me. <laughs> yeah, I got this too, and this was really really good. So, um, I know we talked about it, and I said that I enjoy Sassy Sinister. I did not enjoy Sassy Sinister this issue. I think oh really? This Why? Is kind of, I think this is kind of like. 
and something that a lot of writers will have to play with. They'll have to kind of temper where they kind of take the sassiness overboard. I think a sassy sinister is fine, but again, it some people take it to the point where he gets a little juvenile and it just kind of comes across a little annoying more so than it's like, all right, I get it. It's okay. You can chill out now. But yeah, I think I think there probably needs to be a little bit more of his no pun intended sin- sinister side trying to show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but other than that, I really enjoyed everything else. I kind of liked the whole thing about Wild Child and Nanny. They've been resurrected, even though they died in Morocco. And so they're a little bit more eager, I think was the word they used for the yeah, issue. Yeah, they're like, like in, enhanced in a way, which was yeah. really cool. And there was like even a line where Nanny and Wild Child were fighting. And somebody's like, do you see Nanny like wrecking the smile? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like shout out to them for bringing those like smilers back. I am a big fan of... Uh, X Factor Volume One. Okay. Uh, so like that whole um, Cameron, seeing Hodge. The, Cameron Hodge, that whole thing. I like was really into all of that. So seeing this kind of being brought back around for Krakoa was really, right. really cool. And it was um, Cameron Hodge is scary. He's one of the few villains that are like actually scared. Yeah, and you know, I my favorite kind of villains are the ones who actually accomplish whatever they were going after because in my mind, they see themselves as their own kind of hero. So they are yeah. going to go after whatever they want to go after. And Cameron's one of those ones. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he's definitely done some things to the mutants. And so basically, you know, Cameron's group, the right had, they had Nanny's ship. And Sinister sent the Hillians to go and retrieve the ship because they needed to get Nanny's armor. Yeah. This was good. I really liked, I really liked what Zeb Wells was doing with um, Psylocke in this too i'm shocked oh. he brought back that little fallen angels tidbit about her having a daughter yeah i thought was really that cool. was really well done and so this is kind of what i wanted for us all like you know i felt as though a lot of people were obviously banking on she's got on the ninja suit she's got the psychic knife and we have the cool psychic ninja girl again and here zeb is actually really kind of delving deep into her psyche and who she is pushing her past just the appearance of the cool psychic ninja tick even though, you know, she sees her daughters up there, she finds out that she has a way to get her back and she's still kind of like, no, I have a mission to complete first. And so you're really getting a little bit more of a sense of who she is and how she has a duty and how she's different from Betsy in that sense. Because of course, had that been Betsy, Betsy probably would have tried to figure out a way to get it all done in once. And it's like, no, girl, that's not gonna work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Whereas Betsy would have tried to take that all on by herself. I feel like yeah. this Psylocke is... Well, at least with this issue, you got to see why she's kind of more cold instead yeah. of just assuming it's, you know, she's the cold brooding ninja girl. You actually see mm-hmm. why she is the way that she is, because she has her her mind is completely focused on like her yeah. daughter. Right. <laughs> you know, she she's yeah. got like she see, she's very forward in her thinking. Big picture. She sees it all. So, again, even like the scene where the guys were kind of turning on Sinister to fight him and she like sticks it. She's like, no, his authority was being questioned. I laid down the law. We got to do what we got to do. It's not about that right now. I also really like Greyco, Scalp Hunter. Okay. <clears throat> and especially his reaction to Wild Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I just kept going up to him like, you look good. Like you. Yeah, he's good. like, oh, you got it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like laughing. He's like, my man really came back there. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I really enjoy that. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more from Empath. Okay. I get I get what Zeb is doing with him, but mm. I just really like Empath, so I just want more of him. 
<laughs> okay, at least you can admit that there's a little bit of bias there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really all that is. Um, but overall, yeah, it's just a really good story. Uh, Segovia's art continues to just be amazing. Great action scenes. Expressive. I actually also enjoy what they're doing with Havoc, which. Uh, let's shock with let's shock there because <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of karma that's happening for me where the book with Polaris <laughs> in it I'm not enjoying at all but the book <laughs> with Havoc in it I'm really enjoying <laughs> and I, I, I oh. <laughs> 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 I'm sure you can because Psylocke is great over here um I I like where they are trying to really show as far as him being very destructive and yeah. he he thinks he isn't <laughs> but mm-hmm. everyone around him needs to constantly remind him, like, actually, you are. You, are. <laughs> you really are. Um, I agree. I, I don't know. It's something about Havoc. I just don't really I, care. I mean, I get, trust me, <laughs> I get that part. I get that part, but, <laughs> but I and definitely. It's and it's weird because I feel like a lot of stories with Havoc in them I actually really enjoy. Yeah. Or I enjoy him. I don't know. I think Uncanny Avengers kind of like. Oh yeah, didn't really do him any favors. I don't think he's ever really he hasn't recovered since that. Yeah, that kind of really kind of deterred him as a character, especially that whole like call me don't call me a mutant, call me Alex. (laughs) Yeah, that was not good. (laughs) And then like he was he was like in Axis and he was he went bad reverted for a while. Like for a while. And then, like, he had, like, a weird relationship with the Wasp, and they had, like, a daughter and, like, an alternate future, but the daughter was real. It was, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. r- they let Rick go crazy <laughs> during that they whole said, little period. They said, Take he was just kind of doing whatever he wanted to do, okay, with them, with the twins. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot that was also at the same time that he... Mm-hmm took uh wanda and pietro away damn they were really letting him run wild, <laughs> run wild. <laughs> um but yeah overall i really do enjoy this book i Hellions is here to stay for me i i'm in yeah absolutely a hundred percent and another book of the week black widow number three also for me but i didn't enjoy this as much as the last one really yeah so this is the one that kind of like put me back on okay because the, la- the last issue i was kind of like eh, i don't really know but this one it could have been more yelena of course i won't lie oh but, i was gonna um, say there was a, a lot more blonde <laughs> in this one <laughs> so in this issue basically we find out exactly what happened to natasha why she how and why she lost her memory hydra and then kidnapped her they kidnapped this other guy. They took their DNA, created the sun for them, implanted them in this world. These people have been watching Natasha. She's discovered it all. She has her memory back. She takes the husband and the son to a safe house. We get her back with Yelena, Hawkeye, and Winter Soldier. We're thinking everything's about to be good. Everything's about to be gravy. Hydra has found out where the safe house is. They send the missile in there. They kill the husband and son. The issue ends. It's intense. It's very intense. The thing that I was a little like apprehensive about with this issue and kind mm-hmm. of was a little like, mm, I don't know if I like that, was the the quickness, excuse me, the quickness of the reveal for a widow. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like she all of a sudden was just giving this long like exposition of yeah. her remembering everything that happened to her, to her mm-hmm. her husband. Uh, uh, and 
I don't know. It just felt like, oh shit. Okay, well, <laughs> she, here, knew here's, she knew it all. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't really sure how I felt about like the that part of this issue, but everything else was fantastic. The way that um, Elena Casagrande like draws these action fight scenes. <laughs> I get it. I get it, yeah. Kenan. I get yeah. why you like the fighting girls. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's really dope. It's like some of the best, and you know, and I I say that about a lot of artists. You know, they can draw action scenes. There's a difference between an artist who can draw like an action scene and an artist who can draw a fight scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you know, for your action scenes, you could just have like a big, chaotic, smorgasbord splash page of like everybody just like punching and kicking and whatever, whatever. Fighting is very intricate. You have to show the movement. You have to really be able to kind of like show those hooks and those flips and those kicks and like how it lands and like the pain in it. And like, that's what Elena Casagrande does very well. Like there was a scene of um, Black Widow, Natasha in there, like fighting all these uh, Hydra agents that were running through the apartment. And when she like, was fighting them in this hallway and like jumped over the, like she was like using her gun to beat people up. And then she jumped over the banister, but then also mm-hmm. shot the guy before she like jumped over. I was like, oh, this is cool. I yeah. would love to see this. Yeah, it is, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I want to see in the movie. This is what I want to see in the TV show. It's like, this is what I need. Like, this is yeah. great. Yeah, um, that's getting hype. I think I, I do think Yelena's going to be really dope on screen. <laughs> I do. I'm so excited. I'm yeah, I think so Florence excited. is going to kill that. Definitely. Um. Yeah. So, so I appreciate the ending, though. I was excited for like what's to come next. So yeah, the way yeah. the way that the, the way that the setup for the end happened in this book, I was, I was not, not expecting. expecting them, <laughs> I was not expecting them to like get blown up like that. I was like, oh snap! Like Kelly just took it there. I was definitely. Yeah. Like, oh, I was like, oh, Nat's gonna get them to like wherever she needs to get them. She's already made the speech to the husband. Told him like, you can never speak to me again. You can never think of me again. Don't ever talk about me again. Like, take the boy. Just go live your life. They kind of make amends. I was like, all right, you know, that's sad. And it's just like, no, <laughs> they getting blown up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> And, you know, of course, that's like going to create a really interesting story for her because, yes, she had this entire fake life with this guy, but you didn't actually know him. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm i really looking forward to this. This is a really, really well done Black yeah. Widow run so far. I know it's really early and there's only issue three, um, but <laughs> <laughs> so far it's been pretty good. I haven't really had a any bad it's issue. It. Where it? Okay. Well, so shockingly enough, I only had two books on my pool this week. <laughs> oh, okay. They, they were Black Widow and Hellions. So because of this, I kind of decided to go pick up a couple of other things that were out this week that I just hadn't been reading or it was new. So I want to check it out and see what's going on. So I'm kind of going to like let you know what, did you have anything else first before I even get to that? No, I didn't have anything else. So spill. <laughs> <laughs> put me on. So I'm going to. I'm not going to go like super long because obviously it's my first time reading the book, so I don't have too much backstory on what's been going on. Um, this one actually didn't matter. So I got Justice League: Endless Winter. Oh, number one. That started. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. So I, I, I was starting later. Okay. <laughs> I definitely thought it was starting after Future State because it feels weird because again future state starts in january so it's like it feels weird to like start this event that you're gonna have to cut cut in the middle yeah (laughs) so whatever 
I got it. It was weird. It's like okay. Is it is it like a is it a Secret Wars esque kind of book where like worlds? No, are it's like some weird. It's this new villain who you've never heard of before. If it's a very generic, pointless cash grab type of event, honestly, mm, okay. like it's nothing that anyone's going to talk about when it's finished. It's nothing spectacular, you know. I feel kind of bad. I like Andy Lanning. I like Ron Mars. They're the guys who wrote this issue. Howard Porter, who does art, I tend to like his stuff. Even here, it kind of felt a little rushed at places. It's it's, it's like just okay, whatever. It's it, it feels like we just got to put something out until we get to Future State. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we got to figure out what's going on after Future State. <laughs> um, I also got Batman and Catwoman number one. Oh, okay. How was that? Um, that <laughs> so here's my thing there is something wrong so tom king and clay man are on this book together and they've been Ooh, doing the batman clay. run clay is fantastic like from this book is stunning like yeah, it awesome. looks amazing the stuff that clay does with the pages the panel layouts it's great batman and catwoman are like the horniest people in the world Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the first few pages are them just like <laughs> jumping from building to building, talking about how Batman's ex lover has reached out to him to help her find her son who's gone missing. And then he's like, they're like talking about it. And then they just start like making out. And it's just like, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, bat, like, the bat and the cat just really can't keep their hands off of each other. It's like, why are you the, like, why, why is these missing kids like making you guys horny? Like, I don't get it. Like, but apparently like jumping from rooftops is their foreplay or something like that. It's weird. It's weird. Oh, that's true. I think they like talked about that before. That yeah, that's, like, like thing. it's their thing. It like gets them going. That's like creepy to me. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, hey. We don't kink shame here, you know, to each their own. Okay. (laughs) So the issue also kind of jumps back and forth between timelines. And so there's like the present story stuff where they're looking for the kid. And then there's a future where we see Catwoman meeting this guy talking about how like Bruce is dead. And turns out to be, he's the Joker. Oh, okay. And and he's like, oh my God. And like, they're talking about like grandkids and all this stuff like that. Like they're all friends. And then she's like, yeah, now Bruce is dead. Now I can kill you. And she kills him. And it's like, all right. Again, I already know what's going on. I don't necessarily think I would honestly stick with this book. I don't really find the pairing of Batman and Catwoman that interesting. Okay, that's fair. I mean, they are like a a classic kind of couple, you know? And I feel like there's always been that whole cat and mouse chase with them or cat and bat chase with them if you, if you will that's, that's it um, like, that's it they like call each other cat and bat and have sex on rooftops it's like crazy yes. like that's what that's what this book is <laughs> yeah i mean i, I mean hey it. bruce i mean bruce when you look like bruce and you look like selena so can you imagine like waking up in the middle of the night because like batman and catwoman have sex <laughs> on your roof <laughs> <laughs> Got to go up there and tell him to cut it out. This is like the third time this week. It's just like, what are y'all up there doing? Like, go save somebody. Like, this is not what you should be doing right now. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so, you know, this is why I don't really pick up too many other books. <laughs> other than what I already know. Okay. Um, the other book I picked up, I picked up King in Black. And oh, okay. First of all, I didn't know this was a Venom event. <laughs> How could you not know that? It's Venom's everywhere on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like avoiding everything about this outside of uh, the Valkyrie mini that's supposed to be coming out. And I don't know. I thought he was like a Thor villain or something. I was like, who is this guy? I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why he's coming to space. I don't know why he's so important when he's here now. Oh, wow. You really you really don't uh, leave the streets and get into, like, that whole, like, <laughs> weird area of stuff. <laughs> like, Venom is, like, I'll tell people all the time, I, I'm just not going to read a Venom book. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's just, like, I'll never even forget when um, Carnage was out. I was hearing all these amazing reviews about Carnage, how good yeah. it was. He had the big event. It, like, outsold X-Men number one, all that other stuff. I was like, I'm not reading a book about Carnage. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. There's just nothing there that appeals to me whatsoever. And so that's how I am with Venom. But, you know, again, I was like, let me try something new. So I picked this up. Again, another weird book. It didn't feel very new reader friendly. There's a lot of cameo appearances from Avengers and X-Men. Does it feel does it feel like it has a lot of weight to it? Like it's going to impact the Marvel Universe at all? Or is this just like a fun... Hey y'all! Um, here is a, a Venom villain that's coming to it. Just feels wreck like shop. we, you know, I don't really know how like Venom became this character to have this like world. <laughs> I think he has a he has a lot of like fans. <laughs> I think Venom is actually is a lot more popular than you or you or I probably actually realize. No, I mean, no, his I his, mo- his movie like. No, I'm about to say, like, no, like I, a billion dollars. <laughs> Venom is very popular. I just do, like, that is just one character I just do not understand. I I don't know. I don't get it either. So you asking the wrong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but King in Black, it was a book. I think if you, if you like Don Cates, I think you should read it. Ryan Stegman's art is really great. Okay, yeah. So, there's that. And, oh, the last book I got, which is one that you should definitely be getting was Daredevil 25. Okay. Okay, so I don't know. If Tell me about it. it. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I didn't know. Well, I'm not surprised. He He's like the king of the street level. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the head. He's like the head, like street level person. <laughs> I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I like consistently get his runs. The only So it's two things about Daredevil that kind of make me stop reading his books. One, his life is miserable. He is a sad man and sometimes it's just kind of like i can't deal with this right now i gotta take a break i can't read these books like i'll come back to them maybe like in a year or two after it's done and the run's completed but right now i gotta take a break um and so i was kind of in that mode with him right now but i really like chip zadarsky who's writing the book right now and marco chateto who's doing the art for it is like phenomenal so the other thing that gets me with daredevil stories is they're never really that different a lot that's not true a lot of them aren't that different so it's like the current arc right now for issue 25 is daredevil's in prison daredevil has been in prison multiple times like brubaker did a daredevil in prison arc bendis did a daredevil in prison arc like he's been to prison before and that's what kind of happens with a lot of his other 
stories, but every writer puts their own spin on it where it's just different enough. And like, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's still consistently good. Again, like that's one thing I'll give Matt. He's probably one of the most consistently written characters in Marvel. Okay. Um, and so basically he's in prison. Electra comes to him in prison. Now hold on. <laughs> I know, right? That, this is why I'm saying you should be reading this book. I know you like I'm Electra. Pay, I'm, paying, I'm paying attention. This is my girl. <laughs> and so like, basically, I, I can't, I can't tell you why Matt's in prison. From what it sounds like, um, he, it seems like he killed somebody and he's kind of, he's got to spend like two years in prison because of it. And he's really depressed because of course that means like Hell's Kitchen doesn't have a daredevil. And so basically Electra comes up to him and she's like, hey, I found this book. The hand is reforming. And this book basically is an instruction manual on how to defeat them once and for all. And it on. is, you have to form this group called the Fist. But the thing about the fist is it needs a king and a queen. And so obviously she's like, I'm going to be the queen. And you're trying to be the king. And Daredevil's like, no, I'm in prison. I got to be in prison. And da, 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 da. And it's like, and she's like, you're getting on my nerves. So like she leaves. Uh, I love her. <laughs> and, you know, he's kind of telling her, of course, that she wouldn't understand why he has to do this because he's Daredevil and Daredevil means something and it has all this meaning and blah, 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 blah. Electra owns Hell's Kitchen right now. My girl stays with a coin. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically she's like walking around the town. She meets this woman who um, lives in Hell's Kitchen. They kind of have this talk about whatever. She's finally like, okay, whatever. Matt thinks that I'm not a good person or he thinks the city needs Daredevil. It needs all this stuff. Okay, fine. It's going to have a Daredevil. She busts out. She's the new Daredevil. Oh, Oh, I'm definitely in now. <laughs> she has, I love she this. Has, she gets this like new little ninja daredevil-esque costume thing. Her hair is out. It's great. She's like stopping bad guys. She's kicking ass. She still got her size? She still has her size. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> it's, um, it's really good. It's really good. And I will say this issue is a good jumping on point. For anyone who's not reading Daredevil. Again, of course, you might have to do a little bit of backstory just to kind of figure out like why he's in prison, maybe how Electra got in charge of Hell's Kitchen, but that's not too hard to do. And again, they still kind of talk about this stuff in the issue so you get a decent enough sense of what's going on. But it was really good. It's a, it's a really interesting status quo for Electra to see her as the new Daredevil. I'm, a, I'm definitely think I'm going to have to pick this up. I have Marvel Unlimited, so I'm going to go back and yeah. I'll just like read the run since it's not that far. It's only yeah. like 25, 25 issues now. 25 so. issues in that bad. But like, no, as soon as I read this and I saw this, I was like, oh, Lazaric loves Electra. He clearly should have been reading this. And I like Daredevil and it's good. So it's like, I clearly should have been reading this too. So it's, a, it's interesting. I think I actually might stick with it. Okay, new book, again, new book added to the list. New book added to the list. And so, again, I, I like Daredevil. His stuff is really good. He's got a lot of good villains, too. He's great. New book added. Okay, I'm going to definitely check that out there. Yeah. Um, and so those were all the things I tried this week. So shout out to that. Yes, shout I out to you was, for trying new books. Nice. Because I was able to get something new in there. And... And if you that. guys have any kind of like suggestions for us to pick up or try out, definitely send them our way because, you know, I'm always looking for new stuff. And kind of like Keenan, I had a really short pull this week, too, but I'm always down to try new stuff. Always down. I, mean, I wanted to try a couple of more. I was looking for some image books and things to try, but um, 
the ones that were out this week were like very far ahead into their stuff. And I was just like, okay, that's going to have to wait a little bit longer. Too far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, you can't, it's not, it's not like a Marvel book. It, you tend not to just jump on in a random spot with the image book or an indie book or something like that. Cause it's like, this is one continuous thing. Yeah. You want to start at the beginning with those. Yeah. But all right. So those were the comics of the week guys. Let's take a little break. Let's take a break and we'll come back for uh, the discussion. And we are back. Yes, yes. Welcome back, y'all, for our discussion, announcement section of the show. Um, there were quite some fun announcements this week. Yeah. I swear you keep winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really do. It's, it's just something about it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, there was some news in the comic world about the Children of the Atom comic. It's being pushed back. So I know some people were excited about it. Um, coming in January, I really? was a little intrigued about it, but not so much excited for it because I think that it should be the new X-Men instead of all new characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was pushed back from January to March. Now, the news that came with this said that it was actually supposed to come out with X of Swords. I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know that it was supposed to like, it was, yeah, it was supposed to drop with X of Swords and like roll out of that. So I don't know if maybe these children of the Adam like found wind, got wind of what happened on Krakoa mm -hmm. and like they wanted to, I don't know, join the fight or something. But yeah, this was supposed to have rolled out with X of Swords. Now they're pushing it back. And this is just my guess, but um, Marvel just put out that Reign of X teaser, like promo art. And it looks like uh, Cyclops and Jean, there were these like, shadowed figures behind them and it looks like they're going to have some kind of team yeah. i think those figures might be the children of the atom because i think that oh. i think they're going to try to drop the children of the atom with reign of x like this era i think that's why they get pushed oh back. okay i can see that oh that doesn't make my original theory more fun oh what was your original theory my original theory was that it was basically going to be them leading a new team and that would be the new uncanny x-men book Ooh, because... i like that i like that a lot just because I remember, you know, of course, in Ten of Swords, we had the whole thing of Scott and Jean talking to the council, talking about how they were going to go save everybody. They grabbed all the X-Men. There was that one data page talking about how there was no more X-Men and how they couldn't be heroes and all that other kind of stuff. So I figured that the silhouette was kind of showing Jean and Scott grabbing people and they were like, OK, we understand Krakoa can't do this, but we still are the uncanny X-Men. And that's what okay. That now that would be something I would totally be into. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm, ex I'm excited to see kind of what happens out of Reign of X. Was there any kind of, you know, any of those art things on there that you were interested in? I really liked Arcade and Shadow King. Those are probably two of my favorite villains. Yeah, Arcade's a lot of fun. World and Joe. So like seeing those two was really exciting. I'm ex I was excited to see Legion on there as well. But other than that, uh, you know, even even... Children of the Atom, you know, I, for me, that pushback, it's sad, but I kind of already had 
figured out that it wasn't really the book for me. And I think we've talked about this a little bit more before. I just don't really see new kids appealing to me just where I am right now and like life and age and all that stuff. Yeah, I understand that. There are very few teen books that are still kind of like catching my eye. And the children of the Adam already seemed of a younger breed anyway. They seem more like the champion's age. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. And that feels a little bit more like middle school, very early high school to me. And it's yeah. just like, oh, I don't care about that. Like, I read books like that now, and I'm just like, look at these dumbass kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we all we all now. Yeah, we all. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. So it sucks for the people who were excited for that book. I Even so, if I was, the premise, again, from what I've heard about it, them being like human kids who are cosplaying X-Men or something like that, that whole thing just didn't really appeal to me that much. So it was going to be something I was, of course, going to look at, skim, get the first issue, at least it's an X book. But if it also just keeps getting pushed back, okay. I'm sure there's other stuff that's going to come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it'll, we'll see what happens when it kind of actually finally drops. I'll, I'll maybe check it out. We'll see. <laughs> now, the other thing that was kind of exciting to see was this announcement about a Naomi CW TV show. Yeah. So you know, I I am a big fan of Jamal Campbell, who I think okay. is a really dope. He's a really dope artist. He is. And this Naomi is a character that he created with uh, Brian Bendis, and they mm-hmm. kind of pushed her and tried to give her some some stuff. And now the um, the big director Ava DuVernay is going to turn that into a TV show for the CW. Now, are well, you excited for this? To them. So first, shout out to them because between the Wonder Girl announcement and this, all the stuff they're doing with Future State, again, it seems like DC and maybe WB a little bit somewhere in there is really kind of trying to make more of an effort to like push different characters and especially for the younger group and like build them up. So that's really great to see. Naomi, I'm excited for it. And the fact that I enjoy Ava for the most part. I read the Naomi book. I still don't really kind of get the character. Yeah, me neither. It's <laughs> still kind of like mysterious to me. I don't really get it. Yeah, her. it's like even, even when you read it, like it's still just the whole story around her and her powers and how they work. It's just, it's a little vague. And she's like kind of from a different earth, an alternate earth or something. I don't really yeah. know. It's, it's Her backstory is kind of overly complex and like kind of weird, but I think she's a cool character. She has a really cool look and yeah, you know, most definitely. I always so, support the black characters. So that's I'll, dope. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'm I don't really watch yeah. too many of the CW shows. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably my on oh, my biggest apprehension is the fact that it's CW <laughs> mostly because like <laughs> I the CW shows are not that great to me. Well, oh I was about to say so, so I watch Black Lightning. And I've enjoyed Black Lightning. Um, I used to watch Arrow very early on. It wasn't the it wasn't bad actually, especially those like first two or three seasons. I want to say. Yeah. I think my thing with CW shows is that they are very campy, so you just kind of have to like go in expecting that. I think if anybody goes into a CW series expecting like something dark, I think a good example is Titans. I've been rewatching Titans a lot lately. Titans is a great show. I don't care what anybody said. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I haven't started it yet because, like, um, there's something about uh, superhero TV shows and their budget for the, the powers and the characters that just does not appeal to me. 
I will say the good thing about Titans is that not too many of their characters need like super extravagant budgets for their powers outside of like Starfire and later on Beast Boy, Raven a little bit too, but even so they do the least with them um, in terms of power. I think Titans is good in the fact that obviously it was a little jarring when it got announced. We had been so used to the Teen Titans comic medium, um, the Teen Titans cartoon show, Teen Titans Go at that point. We had seen all these really like fun, Young Justice just animated really kind of light aspects of these heroes and titans takes on a much darker route but it's good in the sense that this is what you kind of feel like superheroes would be like if they were real like when a team member dies like you see them working through that dysfunction you kind of see them separating you see them going through like the depression and the angst and the mistrust and all of that and it's dark but it's also kind of like yeah that's what you'd expect to happen it's okay. like you betray this trust and so it's a show it has really phenomenal action scenes it is the fight scenes are super well choreographed i don't think i've ever seen a fight on this series that has let me down yet like when deathstroke and robin fight it's really intense again anna diop is by far the best part of the series ah starfire <clears throat> we we have to yeah stand. what she does is starfire in the like decisions she makes with the character <clears throat> Even the way they're just kind of building Tamarine up with like nothing but like black people as Tamaranians and her sister Blackfire. Yeah, it's like, oh, really, I love really all good. of this. <laughs> it's really good. And so the cast, of course, again, and this is where I say it kind of hits middle of the road because the writing isn't always the best. But the good thing is that the cast has a really great chemistry together. Like you actually okay. like and enjoy seeing all these characters together. So it's like, even if the writing's not the best, they kind of sell it and make it work. It's a real, it's a, it's an enjoyable show. Again, I think, like you said, <clears throat> if you're expecting a lot of big budget explosions and like even Starfire when she uses her powers, like she glows orange and she shoots some fire out, and it's 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 a good like five seconds of that. It's great to see, but she also doesn't do it all the time. Right. Yeah. But she still has other moments in other ways. Okay, maybe I will check it out. I just, I don't know, superhero TV shows, the the budget for me don't be there. <laughs> and, and, like, and for Titans too, you know, it had that really rough first season costume department. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Starfire got a new costume I saw. She did, recently, it looks and That looks good. really good. It yeah. looks good. Titans is good. It's, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's definitely an enjoyable show. I think it's one of those things where if you like superheroes, you enjoy it. So the next, um, I guess, superhero show, actually, that I wanted to talk about was the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Now, okay. I'm not the biggest Hawkeye fan, but I am a fan of everything that they've been adding to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so just recently, um, they announced that um, Tony Dalton will play Swordsman. I'm not sure if you're a big Swordsman fan, but we just saw a bunch of him in Empire. So Yeah, we did. Um, he's pretty I mean, relevant there. But I like <laughs> Um <laughs> There was a villain named Clown who's going to be played by Fra Free. I don't really know who that villain is. Um, not familiar. I'm not really familiar. Um, there was the announcement that your girl, uh, Yelena, will be making an appearance in this. Florence Pugh. It's beginning. <laughs> it's beginning. The, the new widow's reign has started. She's making her rounds. I love it. She will definitely be uh, making her appearance in Hawkeye as Yelena. Uh, Haley Steinfeld has been officially cast as Kate Bishop. And they had like some, 
some shots of her actually, and she looked pretty good. I ain't even gonna lie, she looked good. She looked really, and I really like uh, Haley Steinfeld as an actress too. So I was excited. I I know that it was always coming down to her and that other girl. Yeah, I can't think of her name, but I know who you're talking about. I can't either. Um, Homegirl from um, Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes, her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was always rooting for Haley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nice to have that confirmed. Now, her mother will be played by Vera Farmiga. Um, I'm not sure if you really know too much about her, but she's a great actress. She was in um, Bates Motel. Bates um, Motel and um, The Haunting. Was that The Haunting? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yeah. Yes. She's she's like the main, uh, the wife in Conjuring, uh, which is awesome. And the other part I thought was really, really cool was, uh, I, I, I apologize if I, if I say her name wrong. It's Aleka. Aliqua Cox, she will be playing Echo. <laughs> and Lopez is going to be in Hawkeye. Yeah, I knew you were going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, okay. Now they, so. They, they also cast her father of, uh, I think it's Zane McLaren, and he is also going to be in this. Uh, mm. So those were all the actors and everything that was going to be announced. But the Echo announcement was really cool, in my opinion, because she is a deaf Native American woman, and they mm-hmm. cast a deaf Native American yes. actress, and I thought that was awesome. It was amazing, and so so I've been sick with the flu. I don't know if you know anybody can hear it now. I'm finally getting at the end of it. I've just got a stuffed up nose, so it was like when this announcement came out, like I was like sick in my bed. I had just woken up from one of my fever dreams, still slightly delirious, and so I'm like reading this article, and all I see is like Maya Lopez echo, and I'm just like, what? What? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, is this actually happening? And of course, we had just talked about her. You know, we had the Marvel's Voices issues. I was just talking about Echo. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. And again, I'm not the hugest Hawkeye fan. And he's cool. He's fine. I don't really like jump up when he's on screen or anything. And I don't really care for Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, like everything else, Haley, Yelena, uh, Florence is Yelena, this young woman coming in as Hawkeye. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I mean, not Hawkeye, as Echo, like, this is the show for me. Yeah, I'm going awesome. to be so tuned in. <laughs> I am so ready for this. Who would have guessed that uh, the show you were most excited for was a Hawkeye <laughs> Disney Plus like, show? Isn't the universe funny? It just, <laughs> the, it's the way the way it works. <laughs> it's, always the, it's, it's always the things you least expect. Those are the ones that treat you the best. Yeah, they like I said, these these Disney Plus shows recently have really been catering to all your faves. Like you get a She-Hulk show. Uh they I think with Oscar Isaac says Moon Knight. So oh. like wow. <laughs> Do you think um so the other thing is you know DC and WB kind of just recently announced that their entire slate is going to be moving to HBO Max for 2021. Do you think that Marvel is going to feel any pressure to kind of like start moving any possibly any of their movies to TV show formats or just start releasing things on Disney Plus? Because obviously it's been a year since Black Widow now, since the Black Widow trailer dropped. Oh, wow. That's oh, wow. It has been a year. That's wild. (laughs) Um, I think I think they probably will start to feel some kind of pressure, especially in the Black Widow department. Mm -hmm. I think they have to at least kind of get the feeling that people aren't going to be as excited about it if you keep yeah. pushing it back, you know? Um, yeah. And people are going to want you to start moving forward with things. I do think they're probably going to start to ramp things up because that HBO uh, Max announcement is pretty huge. Like, 
to say, hey, we're just going to put everything up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Starting starting on uh, Christmas with Wonder Woman 1984 and going forward, everything is going to be put up there um, for 31 days, which is awesome. Yeah, like that is, you know how many times I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat after it comes out? Oh, yeah, for Within sure. Within that 30, <laughs> 31 days, like, ooh, it's a good time. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do think that Disney probably will, I don't necessarily say follow suit and like do the mm-hmm. same thing and like do their whole 2021 slate, but I do think they are probably going to slowly but surely start to put some things up on, on yeah. Disney Plus. Okay. I so. Agree. Yeah, that was the last uh, thing I wanted to discuss this week with the announcements. Um, So let's take a break and then we'll come back for the relaunch. Cool. And we're back for another relaunch, the relaunch section. Yes, you know, like you say, everybody's favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, So I guess are you relaunching? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first this week. So um, my relaunch character is a villain. Um, Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna switch it up at this time, and it is Graviton. Now. Oh, okay. I I don't know too much about Graviton. I won't lie. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people really don't too much know a, a lot about him. Although he was in the um, Agents of Shield show as like a villain on that for a little bit. Um, so, oh my gosh, he was! I remember that see, Agents of Shield was a show. That was a good show. <laughs> really. Those, like seasons like three through six. No, th- yeah, three through six, three through five. Quality. Nice. Yeah, I I like him a lot. He's fun. Graviton is a he's just a he's a Canadian physicist. He, his real name is Franklin Hall. The way he got his powers were, you know, the typical accident happened and now he's got powers. So he can control gravity. Now in his first appearance, he like lifted up his entire like uh, facility and like this big warehouse area where all of the science was going down. And uh, he locked everyone in, lifted up this ship, and, like, the Avengers tried to stop him, and he beat all of them <laughs> fairly easily. Um, that's including Thor and Iron Man, all of them. You know, the thing about Graviton is he rarely loses because he isn't capable. He usually loses because he can't focus, <laughs> and the mm-hmm. Avengers usually, like, are able to distract his focus or whatever and kind of put a stop to him, but never really, like, beat him. Um, he's extremely strong and at one point he was the head of the science division for aim which i thought was really cool um so for so for my relaunch i would actually bring him back around um obviously update his costume give him a new look and there was a time where he was a major villain for the west coast avengers i'd actually move him back on the west coast and make him a bigger villain a bigger threat and kind of have him place a stamp on the West Coast as like a West Coast villain and have a bunch of like AIM, uh, like mercenaries and stuff under him. And I would probably actually either make him an Avengers villain or a villain for Captain Marvel because I think that he could take her. Okay, okay. You know, not many people can take her. Not many people can. And I feel like Graviton would actually, you know, 
be really, really good as a villain for her. You know, she could even have a moment of not being able to fly because it's got so much weight pressure down on her and have her have a cool yeah. moment, like, you know, finally pushing through or something. But I think that there's a lot to work with Graviton because his his personality is he just believes in science and the pursuit of science. He mm-hmm. just uh, takes things to a bit of an extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I think he can make a pretty compelling villain. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think Graviton should be relaunched and brought back around. Graviton. I like that. All right. Shout out to Graviton. Yes. Um, yes. Now, who are you doing okay. this week? So my relaunch is a character who is very near and dear to my heart. It is the Dazzler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So it's the Dazzler, the Dazzler, Allison Blair is actually one of my favorite female mutants. I know she gets a bad rap because she runs around in like a silver jumpsuit and her rollerblades. I don't actually think she wears rollerblades anymore. But so for those who don't know, Dazzler was actually originally developed as a joint project between Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics and Casablanca Records. Basically, Marvel was going to create the singer mutant and Casablanca was going to like actually find the singer to like make music videos for her and stuff like that, like do a TV show. Um, she was originally going to be called the Disco Queen. And then okay. they and then they originally revamped it to Dazzler. So there were money issues. Casablanca Records ended up leaving the project, but there was still a Dazzler film in the works. And so there was a company called Filmworks that managed Bo Derek at the time. And they were like, yeah, with, okay. With the, with the braids. With the braids. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> okay, we'll make this movie if you base uh, Dazzler off of Bo Derek. A lot of people don't know, John Romita, who did the design for Dazzler, originally developed her appearance based off of Grace Jones. So uh, she was a yes. bald black woman. Oh, that would have been like, so lit. <laughs> right? I always tell people all the time, like, if Dazzler had actually, like, come full force as a full black woman, she would most definitely be my favorite character in Marvel yeah. comics. Like you wouldn't know who Betsy is. Like I wouldn't know who Betsy is because like it would be Alison Blair. Um, there's actually a piece of art that shows the original design where she's like with the X-Men and she's like talking to the music exec and she's like, don't you want to hear me sing? And it's just like, yes, this is the one I wanted. Um, but nonetheless, that was still pretty cool. Uh, all of that, the film and everything just kind of ended up falling through. And so she was still moved into the comics. Her first appearance was Uncanny X-Men 130, where the X-Men are basically at one of her shows. She is a singer and the Hellfire Club attacks. And so she gets like pissed and she helps the X-Men beat the Hellfire Club back. They kind of like let her know you're a mutant. And she's like, okay, I never knew that, but that's cool. (laughs) They're like, do you want to join the team? She's like, no, I'm a singer. And she goes about her way. Her solo series starts. And the series itself is actually really, really good. The first, so it was 42 issues. And at the time it was like the longest running female Marvel, like X character to have a solo Dancer character. had a solo series of 42 issues? Yeah. She's oh, wow. Movie. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it came out in the 80s, of course. And so if you go on Marvel Unlimited, it's weird because like they have issues one through like 13 and they have issue 40. <laughs> and, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but if you ever want to read issues one through 13, go read them. And so like the series is like really nice in the fact that it kind of fleshes Dazzler out as this hero. In the beginning of it, she like fights a lot of people. She um, goes against like, she gets a feud with Spider-Woman. She fights Enchantress. She fights Doctor Doom. She beats the Incredible Hulk. She teams up with Spider-Man in the very first issue. 
She fights Absorbing Man. It's a lot of good stuff that happens. She dates Angel from the X-Men. Oh. Yeah. It's a he, he, gets, he, gets, he gets around. He does. You know how the <laughs> boys do. Um, she she has a lot of good moments there. And so then kind of the second half of the series moves her away from that. And it talks more about like the pop aspect of her. So she's obviously this aspiring singer. She moves to LA. We see her dealing with like shady music executives. We see her coming out publicly as a mutant and like how the public reacts to that and how like they kind of shun her and how she has to go into hiding. We see her dealing with her dad and his like abusive tendencies. She has a sister who's also a mutant, Lois London, who has the power to kill people. She was used in Necrotia, if you ever want to look her up. She was a part of Celine's little group. And then her series gets canceled. So fun fact, Dazzler was originally going to be in the X-Factor book that featured the original five X-Men before Jean came back. That's right, yeah. And... She was supposed to be the female member. uh, She was supposed to be the female member, but she didn't get that spot. And so then what happened was her book got canceled. And so they had to put her somewhere again. And so Louise Simonson and Chris Claremont were given the choice by editorial. They were like, all right, we have Dazzler and we have Boom Boom. One of you has to take these characters. And so Simonson got Boom Boom, who showed up in like X-Factor 12, and Claremont got Dazzler who then yeah. went on to join Uncanny X-Men. But it's always interesting to me because I don't actually think Claremont like really liked Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, we all talk about the Claremazons and how he has this tendency for his female characters. He breaks them down and then he breaks them down just a little bit more. And then right when they're at their lowest point, he breaks them down to a little bit more and then like has them go nuclear and like destroy everything. And so with Dazzler, he just had this tendency to like just break her down constantly. I think it was Uncanny X-Men annual number one where all the X-Men were getting like their greatest desires or something like that. She chose to be a bag lady. Like a poor, <laughs> and it, it was just kind of like, come on. It was just like, that was like, it was, she was legit like, she's like, oh, maybe the best choice is not having to make a choice at all. And so like, if I'm just like this poor homeless woman, like, okay, I'm good. And it's just like, what, sir, why would you do that? Um, so that happens. She stays on the team for a while. She, of course, like does some other things. She guest stars around other parts of the Marvel Universe later on in her career. She joins Excalibur, new Excalibur. At one point, she has this horrible pink wig. She's on A-Force with Kelly Thompson, who wrote that book. She led her own series, Extreme X-Men, where she was like the leader written by Greg Pak. She's had a couple mini series here and there. So she's had a nice little tenure around Marvel Comics and stuff of what she can do and where you can read her at. I think for me and my relaunch, I kind of want to move her away from the pop aspect of it. I think that is one of the things that's held her back. So many artists see her and they're like, oh, she's a pop star. And so it's like, let's make mutant disco and like kind of make her a joke. I think there's a running gag in the Marvel Universe that that's kind of a flop. <laughs> uh, CDs on sale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, her music doesn't really sell that well, or she's kind of like a struggling artist. But she still has like a really strong cult fandom. Like Juggernaut's a fan of hers. Kitty Pryde used to have like her shirts on. I think Miles Morales has a Dazzler poster in his room. So it's like really fun to see. But I think about Dazzler and what you can do for the real world story of that, of like pop stars and celebrities who make the pivot to the political side. And so my relaunch for Dazzler is to move her away from the pop star and kind of move her into this role as a mutant ambassador for Krakoa. 
and you put her out there as like the face of mutant rescue. And it's like, you know, Marauders and some other teams kind of do that, but they're doing it behind the scenes. They're making it very shadowy. And this way you make Dazzler the face of that publicly and you get relief strategies, you get international outreach, you have the celebrity and you can do the whole just celeb meta commentary and mutant meta commentary on that, getting her out there you move her into a little bit more of an important role so people can stop making like Dazzler's a jokes, Dazzler's a flop jokes all the time and things like that. You can start to really delve deeper into mutant culture as a whole because Dazzler is still a mutant. So it's like, you know, are we making like mutant pop music now on Krakoa? Like what is, and you Ooh, know- What I that sound that, like? <laughs> exactly, you know? And it's like, I know some of the books have talked about how there are groups of humans out in the world who are like, basically pretending to be mutants or like having clubs and parties where they're dressed as X-Men. And like we've even seen in some other books where they have like drag shows where they have like Crystal Makar and things like that. And so it's like with Dazzler as this person who's constantly out there and acting as this outreach and this ambassador, you can delve more into that and like really see what all that is. And like, what do these mutant clubs look like? And like, why are people still scared of mutants or why are they obsessing over them? And of course she is a celebrity. So she is someone who they're going to obsess over. And so that is my relaunch for her. It kind of gets her out. It makes her a little bit more fun. It, I would also reveal to her in this that Shatterstar is her son. For those who don't know, Shatterstar is Dazzler's son. <laughs> Dazzler and Longshot's son. It is a very weird convoluted time paradox, time travel story. Richter and Shatterstar basically got sent to Mojo World in the past. Longshot was actually cloned from Shatterstar in the past, who would then grow to get with Dazzler, have sex with Dazzler, who would then give birth to Shatterstar. And then he took the baby to the future where he grew up. Okay. Very comic booky, very okay. time travel. Um, he had their memories wiped of the whole incident, so she thinks she just had a miscarriage. Like there was like a time. In oh, the wow, 90s I didn't know where, that. Yeah, there's a time in the '90s where the X-Men go like to Motor World to rescue Dazzler and Longshot, and like Xavier says something about how he senses the new life growing within dazzler's stomach and like Longshot actually is like holding her stomach and he like makes the comment i guess about a name and she says something she's like shatterstar are you kidding me and so like that like that was always a theory when shatterstar's character was around it was like oh he must be dazzler and Longshot's son but when gene recruits dazzler for like some makeshift x-men team that she has with frenzy and wraith and all of those she talks to allison about it and allison talks about how she had a miscarriage Oh, interesting. Okay, so you would want to yeah. bring it back around where it actually is. That's yeah, just... I, th I, I, I would like her to know. I just think it's time. It'll be a fun story. You know what? I think Dazzler definitely needs some attention. I uh, have been reading some of those outbook, those outback issues, and realized how she's she's fun. And she but I think that because how fun she was, people end up like just keeping her there. And I think that yeah. it'd be really cool to kind of see that just pushed further and by pushing and it further it just means you're doing something different 
and that's why I say it's like sometimes I don't think Claremont just really like Dazzler at all because again in this even during like those Outback stories she was fun but he very much gave her the role of like the rookie hero she didn't really know what she was doing she, and it's such a drastic change from that solo series which has amazing covers by Bill Sakinowitz by the way if you ever look those up like look it's fantastic work um but like in her solo series, Dazzler was very level-headed. Yes, she made mistakes. Yes, she did some things wrong every now and again. Of course, all the heroes do, but she was constantly learning. And where she was at the point when that series ended to where she was when she finally joined the X-Men, it was just a little weird. And it was like, because again, you see that, like you see Dazzler like fight, like the girl can fight. Like she's a gymnast. We see her like taking on the X-Men uh, and, you know, not to say like she should be one of the top fighters in the world, but she should know how to defend herself to a certain point. Um, she knows how to use her powers. Again, she's kind of the girl when her powers manifested, she never cared about where they came from. She was just using them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, her very first issue, like in the first three pages, she's like stopping these gangbangers in an alley. And she's just like beating him up and then like Spider-Man happens to be going past and he goes down to help her. And it's just like, yeah, she's a very competent woman. She has her own little slogan. It's go for it. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, she's a good character. I just, I think it's time, like you said, they, they make it fun. You know, she's the fun pop star. And it's like, okay, you can tell stories about the celebrity and kind of add some more weight to them. And I think that's the way to go with her. And and she has the background for it too. Like she can get into the political stuff. She's been an agent of Shield. She she knows the law. She she she's got the she's got the range. I mean, and Bendis told us in Uncanny X Men, or was it All New X Men? I can't remember which one it was that she was. She's gonna be the president. president. <laughs> so it's there. Hey. It's like it's, it's like like the trajectory is there. It is live. And it may it would make sense for a celebrity like her to kind of take a more the face kind of of, of a yeah. of a cause kind of thing and you could kind of dive into what that actually means for um a mutant now you know exactly and that's what i am so that's why i want to go with her she's a character near and dear to my heart she doesn't get all the plays she does because again like you said i think people just see the fun girl but she's got to, some weight there i'm telling you read those first 13 issues on marvel unlimited <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I'll check them out. I do like her powers a lot. I do like that she is uh, very capable with her powers. It's not just the same kind of energy blast that she always does. Yeah, she, she kind she, of like she's she knows very varied. Um, and you know, I, I think it's been really interesting to watch her powers grow. It's like, especially again, like I said, I was kind of rereading a lot of her original series as I was preparing for this relaunch, and it's like watching her when she used to carry around her little radio, and then. She thinks that was the only way she can get sound, but like as she's starting to fight more people in battle, she kind of starts realizing like, oh, like these people yelling at me and like these sounds that we're making during the fight, these are also sounds that I can absorb to kind of like boost my powers up and like watching that growth happen and her doing it and using photon blasts and like she's created like light shields and she's made hologram and she's done all this stuff. She's dope. She's a dope gal. Yeah, she's really cool. Well, all right, guys, uh, that was the this week's episode of Another Relaunch. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Another Relaunch. Uh, you can also send us an email at anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find me at UncannyLZ on most social media platforms. Uh, Keenan, where can they find you? You can find me at Keenan Lance with an underscore at the end. I just made them both Keenan Lance until I... Okay. <laughs> All right. It was it was it was the, it was the easiest thing to do. Uh, 
it was a lot of pressure on the names. I was just like, whatever, we're just gonna make this simple. <laughs> hey, when it's easy like that, just call it a day. <laughs> you know? Uh, all right guys uh yeah we are on apple Podcasts, so like feel free to rate subscribe leave us comments anywhere you can and we'll see you guys next week all right see you next week bye